have a panto. They're so fun. I love it when they do the like the naughty jokes that you know the kids don't get, but the adults are all like. <laughs> Matthew, if we're looking for spa sort of in the area, where would you recommend our good places to go? Well, I'm definitely the person to, to talk about this. I do, I do love a spa day and a massage. A good sports no, massage. That's in lockdown. Well, that's because nowhere's open. <laughs> <laughs> my, I've got my very good castaway, Tom Hanks castaway look going on. This is episode 19 of the Travel Podcast, and today we're talking about where the Travel Podcast team live, Bournemouth, Paul, Christchurch, and the surrounding areas. A reminder about our sponsor, Not Just Travel, where holidays are made even better thanks to their award-winning travel consultants and their new Book and Relax guarantee to give you that peace of mind when booking your next travel plans. Make sure to check them out at notjusttravel.com. Now let's get this episode started with our host, Lauren. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Travel Podcast. I'm Lauren, your host for this episode, and today I'm joined by Matthew and Jules from the Travel Podcast team. Hi guys. Hi. Hello. In this episode, we're talking about our sunny hometown and the base for the Travel Podcast, Bournemouth and a few of the surrounding areas. Matthew is now going to tell us a little bit more about Bournemouth, how to get there. Thank you, Lauren. Bournemouth, Christchurch and Paul area is located on the south coast of England. And one of the things it's most renowned for is its seven miles of award-winning blue flag beaches. Uh, this is running from Hengsbury Head in the east and the entrance to Christchurch Harbour, all the way to Sandbanks in the west and the entrance to Paul Harbour, which is Europe's largest natural harbour. Bournemouth was founded in the 1800s as a spa town, so it's a got its rich heritage as a holiday destination. And it is the youngest of the three towns sitting in the middle of Christchurch to the east and Poole to the west. And these two towns are steeped in history from Roman longboat, which was recovered in Poole Harbour, which is now on display at the Poole Museum, to the ruins of Christchurch Castle. There's so much history there to explore and experience especially if you like smugglers and pirate stories there's some great places to go and have a look around especially in Paul Key and also in Christchurch it was used a lot for smuggling so there's really is a lot of history along the coast you can get here by road rail ferry and plane and my recommendation, if you are driving down, especially for a long weekend and you're coming on a Friday, think about stopping over for a night in the New Forest or Dorset countryside. There's lots of lovely hotels or B&Bs and also guest houses above some country pubs. It really is worth worth exploring the, that area, but it also means that you will avoid the potentially long queues on a Friday afternoon of people commuting down to Bournemouth on the way back from work or coming down for, especially if it's a sunny weekend, to take advantage of the beautiful beaches. So that is one of my top tips for you straight away. There's a great mix of accommodation across the three towns. Uh, the majority of the hotels are in the Bournemouth area, and it's a mix of chain privately owned B&Bs and boutique hotels. There's also caravan holiday parks and flats to rent. So there really is an accommodation suitable for everyone. And we're going to be talking about the area in more detail, covering what to do, where to explore, some of our favourite restaurants, our local tips, and why it's a great base to explore the surrounding coastline and countryside. And I'll hand back to Lauren. 
Thank you, Matthew. So all three of us have actually lived in Bournemouth for quite a while now. Um, so we all do all the different activities, visit different areas. Now, uh, Matthew mentioned we've got like the new forest where you can go for lovely walks. Um, so we're just going to talk a little bit about the activities and water sports that you can do. There's quite a few um, nature and woodland areas that you can go to. And I know I go quite a lot with my dog. There's some beautiful dog walks that you can do. Um, and Jules, I'd imagine you go to a few of them and with your family as well. One of the ones that I love going to is Upton Country Park, which is really lovely. And these kind of tie in with some of the free activities that you can do. You may just have to pay for a bit of parking or something like that. So you've got Upton Country Park and also Avon Country Park. Jules, are there any others that you've been to? Yeah, I think our favourite as a family is probably Moors Valley. Again, the parking is about £10 for the whole day, but it is a whole day's worth of activities. You have like a whole play trail where they can go on and that's Gruffalo, has been Gruffalo themed at the moment. And you can follow the path of the Gruffalo as he does in the story. There's also a really cute working steam railway, which the kids absolutely adore and they can go all around the park on the steam railway for a small extra fee there's some lovely places to have a great picnic two massive play areas with sand pits and a lake so it's although yeah maybe 10 pound on the parking seems a bit much but you really do have a whole full day of activities when you get there and there's a new thing i believe just opening soon which is like a net they've got go ape there as well but there's now a new like net type adventure course as well that they can they can go on so that's a new thing there that's one of our favorites anyway lauren i didn't know about the new net thing there. i've done go ape a few times so i didn't know they had new bits going there so i might have to check that out soon yeah it looks really fun they've got big like balls like a big yoga ball and that you can go and throw at each other and they can go from quite a young age which they can't do at go eight so that's good as well to look the slightly younger ones we heard it here first check it out recommendation from jules another popular area to go to actually is brownsea island and you can get across to that actually on the ferry but jules actually i believe you've got to brownsea island a different way before i did that's right i actually have learned to paddleboard and and I decided after a few goes myself, a great place to learn this as well is in sandbanks because the water is super calm um, and it's just, you know, like a lake more than the sea. Um, so, yeah, and we were recommended to have a go to go over to Brown Sea with the paddleboard, which I did. So I strapped on a little um, picnic and I put my six-year-old daughter on the paddleboard, sat her down, and we had a little paddle over to the island. And then you can just pull your board up. You put a little donation for the national trust who who um owns the the land and then you have your little picnic and have a little paddle back it was very very chilled afternoon that sounds amazing one of the places that Matthew mentioned earlier actually is Hengsbury Head that you can go to and it's one of my favourite places to go with the dog actually for a nice dog walk um, and you park up in the car park and you can choose to either go like along the beach, got like a kind of a hill that you can walk up over or you can go kind of through the forest for a little trail and it's especially nice in the evenings as well if you want to catch a nice sunset. That's definitely another place to visit. Matthew, where's your places to go if you're feeling like you need to get out into nature? 
That's a, that's a good one. I like getting down the beach, but also uh, walking over to the chain ferry. Once at the moment, it's not running, but the chain ferry, which takes you from Sandbanks over to Studlands and then walk around to the pig on the beach. So it's an amazing walk. I know we did it when we were training to do our charity trek to Columbia. So it's just it's just a great, great place. You can go into the countryside there, up into Rolling Hills, or you can stroll around and have a nice bit of lunch and then have a stroll back. So that's my my nice weekend walk is out to the pig on the beach for some lunch and then come back. I remember rightly, it was raining that day that we did the walk there. <laughs> Not the whole way, but I mean, at least, at least we made it. Like, we At least we made it. Not everyone made it. They got a taxi or a bus back from the pig and we walked in the rain. But again, it was beautiful because you have the beach there if you want to walk along the beachfront or you can go through the sand dunes. And yeah, so it's a really, really nice area to to explore. Definitely. And if you're looking for something a little bit more um, like a full day out with or without the kids, um, we've got some really cool places and attractions that you can visit in the surrounding areas. One of my favourite places to go is Monkey World. I absolutely love it there. It's probably about a 45-minute drive, I'd say, from Bournemouth. Um, And they've been around for ages. Years and years ago, they used to actually be on a TV programme as well. And you can go and see all sort of the rescued monkeys there, which is really cool. Although I believe most times I've been there, that's also rained as well. So... Apparently, I like to go places in the rain. Jules, have you ever been to Monkey World? Uh, yes, I've been to Monkey World. That's a good fun day out for your own little monkeys to mix with the with the monkeys there. So that's a uh, good fun. Like you said, Lauren, a full day out there. So that's a, a really good place to uh, learn about the lives of the monkeys. But they're really big on their conservation, aren't they? So how they look after the monkeys and get them back into the wild and things like that. So really good learning and like acres and acres of land to go and explore with the and see the monkeys so yeah really good fun day out definitely and there's somewhere else not too far from there actually so the same sort of area is actually the tank museum i've not actually been there have either of you two been to the tank museum before i've been uh when i was younger i haven't been recently but especially if you've got a young family or family in general it is a brilliant place to go i really enjoyed going we used to go every every summer as i was growing up at least three or four times so it's just great fun a lot of yeah yeah. Uh, they've used a lot of the tanks from there in some of the uh, hollywood movies so there's yeah it's in bovington camp so it's it's maybe about 40 well depending upon traffic it doesn't take too long to get there but definitely worth announcing and then one of my other favorites of a child which is along the um, mechanical was the bewley national car museum out in the new forest i loved going there that was great place if you love your cars definitely get out to Bewley and would you say both of those were full days out Matthew I would say if you're getting out early you probably maybe do probably be at least half a day but then what you want to do is you can explore the the area so if you're going out to Bewley you can go out in the new forest and and maybe have afternoon tea or have your have dinner out there and then come back that you can definitely spend a full day there but it's up to you I don't think I've ever been there to be honest with you one of my favourite places to go is actually out in Weymouth. And I love Weymouth as a whole, to be honest with you. The beaches are lovely there. They've got really cool amusements and cafes and bars along the beach. But it's actually the Sea Life Centre there. That Again, that's another good day out. Again, probably about 45 minutes to an hour's drive. But you can make it a full day there and go see all the fish. Um, in the summer as well, they have like a little splash park for the children, which is really cool. 
and right next door to it, I know you've got mini golf and you've also got like a little go-kart track as well. So that's an awesome day out. Have you been, Jules? Yeah, I've been to there, but uh, there's in Bournemouth, we've got the Oceanarium, which is quite is quite similar, uh, maybe a little bit smaller. Um, I do have a funny story, though. When, when I went, we only actually went in for 10 minutes because then we got to the penguin area and my little one did not enjoy the smell of the penguins. Um, so we had to leave. It was good from what I saw, but I would say that probably was maybe only take you sort of three hours or such. You, but it's right on the beach, so you can maybe the weather turns. That's a good place to head into, or uh, you you know you want to get out of the sun if it's a hotter day. But that's a definitely a good spot there. I agree. And Bournemouth is also really great for mini golf. I absolutely love mini golf, and there's a few that you can go to. So there's the one um, which is down past Bournemouth Hospital, and I think that one's adventure mini golf like the dinosaur themed called mighty claws i think mighty claws that's it that one's really cool and you've got mr mulligan's as well in bournemouth town center which is really good that's got three different courses inside and they've got like neon lights and things like that so during the day it's really great for kids um or it's open in the evenings as well um with a nice little bar there so that's always a good evening out also oh go on that's right you go matthew i was gonna say there's also the classic mini golf in the gardens that you can go to in the summer times it's, it's not an adventure one but it's a, just a classic little bit of greens they are somehow very hard hard holes on there though uh, i've been frustrated many a time <laughs> got one like that in sandbanks as well so they're literally dotted around everywhere and then you've got the new one uh, on the beachfront as well smugglers cove that looks yeah. really good so it's a bit like the dinosaur one which is by down by the down by the hospital but obviously this is on the beachfront so that's that's a great opportunity if you're enjoying the beach but actually want to then go and do something of activities you can jump up and do smugglers cove sorry you could make a whole day of just going around these golf courses (laughs) i was gonna say no matter where you are in bournemouth there's a mini golf course So somewhere that I haven't been in years, but I absolutely used to love as a kid, is Splashdown. So this is like an indoor yes. water park and you can go for a few hours or to be honest, you could spend a whole day there as well. They've literally got slides everywhere. There's a few outside and they've got a really cool rubber ring one, which always used to be my favourite. And in the summer, you used to start off inside and then go outside and float round. And there is also a little pool there as well for the younger ones where they can go do some swimming and splashing about. That's always been a favourite with me. I used to go there all the time when I was younger. It used to be like a treat on a Saturday. Great for a rainy day as well. Definitely. Good one. And then we've got quite a few water sports that Jules touched on earlier. Um, she did the paddleboarding down in Sandbanks. Matthew, you know a little bit more about the water sports around in Bournemouth, don't you? Yeah, there's a lot. As Jules said, there's... Well, Sandbanks Harbour side um, is a great place to learn. You, it goes for about 500 metres or so, only up to, as an adult, probably your knees. So it's a great opportunity for either adults or children to, to learn in that water, whether it be stand-up paddleboarding, kite surfing, windsurfing. Yeah, they've all got it going on there. There's also lots of sailing clubs. If you want to do some sailing courses, there's Rockley Park, which has some sailing opportunities, which is over in Hamworthy. Again, you can go and do, they've got a caravan park there. So you can then go and learn to sail for the week. So it's a great base to set up as a family. Then you've got Christchurch Way again, where you've got Hengsbury Heads. There's a lot of people go kayaking around in Christchurch Harbour and also paddleboard up the river Stour and then down. There's You can pretty much do anything. If you really want to, you can even rent a motorboat and take that out for a day. 
and enjoy going around by Brownsea Island or take it out into Swanage and Studland area. Yes, Jules? Yeah, I actually learnt to sail. I would like to give a recommendation to the Water Sports Academy on Sandbanks. They were absolutely brilliant. We went as a sort of a multi-generational thing. My much younger sister and I and, and my dad, we all learnt to sail together and their, their expertise was just so brilliant. They took us through everything and we did the course and we have the qualifications now from a certified sailor. Um, but yeah, they are really brilliant. And I know as well, he offers summer school activities for, for children. So perhaps you can put them in for a day and they can meet some other kids and they just have all different things like inflatables all over the sort of the, the cove, like a ninja warrior type course that they can go on and they learn their water sports skills. So yeah, I would really recommend them. He also does things for children with special needs as well. So that's a great place to hit up if you want to learn a bit of water sports definitely and i'd also say boscombe by boscombe pier if you want to go down to the beach and then take out a paddleboard you can rent it there or if the waves are good enough you can even learn learn to surf it's a great place to be if you if you want a bit of activity as well as a bit of sunshine um we also have cycling which is another like free activity that you can do so you do there is a small charge but they work very similar to boris bikes in in london you have it up on your phone you tap away on the bike it releases the bike and then off you go and then when you finish you have a there's some green areas that you put your bike at and then that's it charges your charges the card that you put on the app Lauren and I we we gave them a go didn't we Lauren we did along the beachfront it was actually so lovely it was good fun that definitely recommend it as a way to get around as well so now going on to if you're looking for something to do in the evening, Bournemouth is really great in terms of entertainment. And if you're looking for something sort of free in the evenings during the summer, maybe not this summer, but you've got the fireworks on a Friday night in Bournemouth along the beachfront. And they've always got things going on in the gardens as well, which is really good. And I believe there's one in Poole, but I can't remember what day it's on in Poole. Do either of you know? Thursday night. Thursday night. So you've got two nights of free firework entertainment to go to. And they are so good as well. And then in terms of entertainment sort of venues, we've got quite a few where you can go sort of gigs, concerts, plays, shows, everything. So you've got the O2 Academy in Boscombe, which is a good one to see quite a few artists, and also the BIC in Bournemouth, which is quite near the seafront. The Pavilion do really good shows throughout the year, but the ones I love going to is the Pantomime at Christmas. Um, Oh, no, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let you say about those if you want, Jules. I know you go to them as well. He's behind you. I love a panto. They're so fun. I love it when they do the like the naughty jokes that you know the kids don't get, but the adults are all like, and you feel a bit naughty because there's a naughty joke been told in front of your kids. No, I love them. Yeah, we went this year. We had uh, it was Richard Blackwood. He did Aladdin in the bit. Very good. Get your tickets early for that. Is all I would say. And don't pick any seats with obstructed views, as my friend did one year. But yeah, no, fantastic days out and there. I actually performed at the BIC once with my barbershop choir. Yeah, you can always come and see uh, Charles's name in lights there as well. 
What was that, Lauren? I just you want to give us a sneak preview? Oh, I told you it's like in a barbershop choir. I need I need my friends. I need my pals. Me and Matthew. We'll save it for another episode. <laughs> Somewhere else you can catch a few plays as well. It's the Lighthouse in Pool. That's quite a good one to go to. Um, my um, myself, I haven't actually been there, but I've heard really good reviews from it and some really good plays that go on in the Lighthouse in Pool. Matthew, if we're looking for spas sort of in the area, where would you recommend our good places to go? Well, I'm definitely the person to, to talk about this. I do, I do love a spa day and a massage. Good sports you massage. Heard that since lockdown. Well, that's because nowhere's open. <laughs> <laughs> my, I've got my very good castaway, Tom Hanks castaway look going on. And well, yeah, definitely some of my favourites would be going to Tewton Glen, which is just outside of Christchurch. You've got the Herb House Spa in Limewoods in the New Forest, which is amazing as well. In Christchurch, you've got Captain's Club and the Christchurch Harbour Hotel. And then obviously I already mentioned the Pig Hotels, the one in Sutherland, but there's also one near Brockenhurst. Definitely some amazing, amazing spas there. But there's also a lot of the hotels in Bournemouth itself also have spas if you go to like the Hilton got the haven in sandbanks peninsula has a nice bar as well where you can then go and be by the pool right by right by the, the harbour front it's a great opportunity to get some sunshine as well afterwards there a lot of the hotels in town do have our options so it's never far away but those are some of my favorite ones you go out there for a good morning or half a day so if you're going out somewhere like limewood or Tooting Glen or out into the New Forest. But again, it's it's all about a nice pamper day or a nice spa break. It's definitely worth getting getting out there. And they do some great packages as well where you can then get included like food and some drink. Definitely worth having a look. And especially on a rainy summer's day in England, we occasionally have them, even though Bournemouth is, is notoriously sunny. I knew you'd be the one to ask about that. <laughs> going on to my favorite subject is food and drink i know we've all got our favorite places that we go to um the three of us so if i jules where are your best places to go in bournemouth if you're trying to grab like a few drinks out or go for a nice meal where would you recommend i am personally love aruba because it's on the seafront so it, you've got gorgeous views there it's a little bit unknown because you have to go up some stairs but it just looks like an amusement arcade when you come to it and um, but if you sort of turn to your left and then you go up the stairs and then there's a lovely area there it's sort of caribbean themed but you can get a really great cocktail or what i've done with the kids before when it's again because it's right on the beach if you've got the kids and you obviously you want to just come out of the rain or it's too hot like especially on a colder day we go in there for our hot chocolates and they do these amazing hot chocolates with cream and marshmallows and flakes and you can just sit there and watch the stormy sea and get all cozy in there so that's quite nice it's either you can go in the winter or in the summer i second that it's a great place to go and i know matthew likes it there as well yeah matthew you quite like to eat and drink your way around where are your favorite places to go I'll, I'll go a bit out of, well, one, Lola's Tapas. I love a bit of uh, Spanish tapas. It's a smaller restaurant, so definitely, again, if you love your tapas, you do have to book ahead. Um, they have two sittings. One, I think, is sitting from 6.30 or 7, and the next one's at 9.30. So if you're looking to go out afterwards, then it's best just to get in the early sitting and then and then head out or... You can just go out for dinner, a late dinner, then you get the second sitting. But it's quite small, but very authentic, amazing tapas. And we've mentioned Hengsby Heads 
and earlier, but they also have, if you go a bit further around from Hensbury Head, you've got Muddyfoot, and there's a little ferry that goes between the, the small gap in Christchurch Harbour. So if you've gone for a walk, and then one of my favourite restaurants is the Noisy Lobster, which is in Muddyfoot, so you can get the little ferry across, stroll a, a little bit further, and then you get to the Noisy Lobster, which has amazing seafood. Great Again, it's right on the beach and a great venue. It's a bit more locals because just because of the location, but it is an amazing, amazing place. But also, say, just along the beachfront in general, I know Jules said about Aruba, if you're down by Boscombe, there's a great little restaurant which can also has a wood oven, which is, I've, why have I got it? Because there's one which is the reef and one on the beach. Urban beach, urban <laughs> reef. Beach and urban garden. Yeah, yeah. so I always get confused because you've got urban reef and urban beach. One is just up the hill and the other is by Boscombe Pier. Again, that's a great, a great place to go and get a takeaway pizza if you like that and have it on the beach or just generally an amazing place to go for breakfast uh, on the weekends before getting your day started. So they're some of my favourite favorite spots. I actually really like 60 million postcards. So this isn't too far from Aruba actually, probably about a five minute walk um, just away from the beach. And this has got like, it's really quirky. It's super chilled and laid back vibes. Um, and outside they've got little beach huts that you can sit in or tables outside. They do food during the day and then in the evenings, it's a really nice place to go grab a few drinks as well if you're looking for it. And then another favourite of mine, which hasn't been mentioned yet, is Renouf's. So you've got one in Westbourne. I think there's another one in Wimborne. And so this is where you go for really nice cheese and wine. They've got over 200 wines that you can grab there. But this one, you need to book around six weeks in advance. So this one, you definitely need to plan ahead. But it's so worth it. Definitely so worth it to visit there, to be honest. They also have one in Southbourne now. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah. And then... The Captain's Club also has a really nice restaurant on the river uh, in Christchurch. I forgot to mention them earlier. And then one more that I know we all like, because we've all visited it a few times, is Dancing Moose. Mm. They do really good food um, and really good drinks in the evening as well. So that's uh, quite a popular place to visit for us. And, and ice cream. Let's just mention ice cream, because we do have some really good ice cream places. My favourite is Sprinkles. So you can go there. You've got these counters as long as you can see with every different type of ice cream like jammy dodger ice cream forever rocher ice cream you can have a scoop of both you can have whatever sauce you want on it some side of marshmallows it's definitely not somewhere for a diet but um yeah get ice creamed you've also got creams which are similar and the one in town center actually has a play area as well for the kids mm. which is really good so if you want to take the kids there and they can have a little play that's also a good one to go to a poolside before we move on is uh, again if you're doing some paddleboarding in sandbanks you've got rick steins which is really nice but you've also got in Paul key banana wharf which i highly recommend it's got a great terrace and you can overlook um, the key lots <laughs> <laughs> okay so as um we've kind of spoken about there's loads to do in Bournemouth and the surrounding areas but it's a really good place to use as a base as matthew said you can kind of stay in the new forest um out in the country a little bit but even if you do stay in Bournemouth there's loads that you can go out and explore you've got the jurassic coast which we kind of touched on earlier which is absolutely beautiful for walks you can walk all the way like to old harry rocks which is really lovely in jaddle door where else would you guys say is a good place to go and explore a bit further on from studland you've got corf castle and swanage so that's that's a again a great day out before getting around to the jurassic coast 
So if you want to do a bit of a beach, golf castles, uh, ruins, great little visit. Yeah, I love Swanage. I love the railway as well. We're real train geeks at the minute. Um, and there's a really cool railway that you can go. You can actually, I would recommend going into Swanage parking because there's a lot more parking there. And then getting the train up to Corf Castle because it adds to the experience and it's quite fun. And then when you get to Corf Castle, there's some really lovely like little vintage sweet shops. Get some like rhubarb and custards and then explore Corf Castle and then come back on the train later in the day. And they also do a Santa train at Christmas so you can take the kids on and then Santa comes down the train and gives them a present and gives mum and dad a sherry and a mince pie, which is very nice. And that's and the elves um, all run the station, so they're telling you, take your tickets and get you on the train. But that's a good one for Christmas, definitely, Swanage. They've also got a really great fudge shop there. Every time I go to Swanage, I have to go to there. That's a good one to go. One of my favourites to do is New Forest, which you mentioned earlier. One of my favourite places to go is actually if you're heading up the dual carriageway out of Bournemouth, just past Ringwood and Polner there's an area called Linford Bottom and you can park up there in the summer and they've normally got an ice cream van there as well they've got a little stream they've got all the wild horses there and you can literally walk for miles and miles we based there before and then you've got the Red Shoot Pub in the New Forest which is such a nice place to go um, and you can sit outside in the gardens and the food is really lovely there as well the New Forest is definitely one of those places that you have to go and visit there's just so many different areas there that you could go to you could literally walk for hours and hours and miles and miles yeah if you're into your history as well Salisbury has got some great historical buildings I mean the cathedral itself is absolutely stunning there's this beautiful fountain in the middle of it which pours out and it's um, sort of a waterfall the font there it's it's all absolutely gorgeous just walking around the cathedral and the grounds is is beautiful but then you have got like some really cute little shops there all very local and locally sourced produce and, and products but that's a great full day out as well I would say Salisbury and Salisbury's got some great eateries as well and not far from Salisbury is Stonehenge so again you can tie in Salisbury and Stonehenge together yeah definitely so there's actually so much to do there that we've touched on and i don't even think that's probably even half of what you can do has anyone got any must do's or top tips for when someone's coming to visit sunny bournemouth my i'm sorry one place we didn't mention was lindhurst in the new forest that's probably my favorite place to go if we haven't got the kids and we can go for a really nice walk and see the ponies in the new forest and then you get the most amazing cream teas there and it's just a gorgeous tiny little village that you can just walk through and have nice cream tea and and it's got some lovely little country pubs as well but it's not a very big place but um yeah it's a really good base that's my favorite thing and my top tip Matthew have you got any top tips or must do's for anyone visiting it's not going on this year but the air festival it would be my one I'd say for 2021 if you're planning it make sure you do get down for Bournemouth air festival it's brilliant I'd probably say the best location for an air festival most most of the time you'll see planes flying over land whereas all this is taken over the water so you could even rent a boat and go out on the boat and and observe they've also have lots of different things going along the beachfront so it's very diverse uh, it's, it's a great great long weekend so highly recommend that's my top tip is plan for 2021 to come down for the air festival my top tip for that is park and ride don't even attempt to park in bournemouth town center 
park up in the park and rides that are available and jump on the bus that'll take about 20 minutes in because the traffic is a bit mad to be honest with you but that's definitely a well worth visit and also another one from me is if you are popping out to the countryside or one of the walks or anything try and go to like the lesser known areas avoid the crowds take a picnic and you'll have a lovely day out so in conclusion then Bournemouth is a pretty great place to go and visit there's so much to do whether you're looking for like a full day out at one of the big attractions or if you're just looking to catch some of the free events there's always something on and whether it's a sunny day or a rainy day you're always going to find something to do as well so for more information and links to what we've talked about in today's episode make sure you head to the travelpodcast.com where all links will be featured on this episode's page and you can have a look check those out and plan your trip down here and if you're listening on apple Podcasts or itunes and make sure you rate us a five-star review and thank you for listening today and we'll catch you on the next episode the travel podcast is sponsored by not just travel where it's not just travel it's a way of life we hope you like this podcast and if you did please tell your friends but also take a moment to rate us on itunes as it helps spread the word, the word. thanks for listening